Friends, our second reading and our gospel today use the image of the house as a central metaphor for our union with God. And I don't know about you, but I have mixed feelings about that metaphor right now. I have sort of, I think, with many other people, a kind of love-hate relationship with my house. Now, I don't really have a house. I have an apartment. I live in an apartment. But I feel like for most of us during this period of quarantine, uh, we have kind of a love-hate relationship with our place of residence. First of all, for those of us who are privileged to have a place and a home to reside in, we are grateful because it provides a place of refuge, it provides a place of safety, it provides a place where we can feel at home and not worry about some of the fears and intimidations and uncertainties of going out into the outside world. On the other hand, if you're like me, you feel a little cooped up in your house or your place of residence. You feel like you're, you want to get out, you feel hunkered down. Right? So many people want to get out and they want to do stuff. And so in that sense, the house at times can feel like a prison, a place that we're confined in during this time. Many people have uh, written to me and they've sent notes and they said, our house has never looked cleaner. That our house, we've cleaned places we never even thought needed to be cleaned. Our, our outside part of our house looks the best it has in years. It's the love side. A bunch of others have said to me, we have started a bunch of projects because we've been locked in, that will never be finished. And so our house looks like an utter disaster because we have all of these unfinished projects that we thought with all this time we could complete and may never get to complete. And so I feel like this image of the house that's so prominent in both our second reading and our gospel, we approach really differently this year than we might approach that metaphor sort of in normal times. Before getting to that metaphor, I want to give a special uh, shout-out today to so many who make the house feel like home, which are so many of our mothers. Uh, On this Mother's Day, and we'll have a special Mother's Day blessing uh, at the end of Mass, but I want to give a shout-out to all of our mothers, especially my own mother, uh, who uh, is in Chicago for this Mother's Day as my sister who is also watching, is is pregnant. And so my mom went to visit her for her first uh, Mother's Day. And so I want to give a shout-out to my mom and my sister watching from Chicago, my mother who has made the house I grew up in a home, and to so many other mothers who are watching this uh, with their families. Uh, I, want to, I want to thank you for making, for so many of us, uh, a house into a home. What does the second reading and the gospel teach us about seeing our union with God as like a house? Well, our second reading tells us that we are called to build our lives into what 1 Peter calls a spiritual house. That we're called to lay the foundation with Christ as the cornerstone, build it up with Christ as the capstone, and in the middle we're supposed to fill it with love. 
build on the foundation of faith in Christ, but then filled in with the stones of the life of the Spirit. Filled in with the stones of charity. That we're called to live our lives in our spiritual houses filled with the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. The other image that reading uses is to build our lives into a spiritual house like a temple, a church. Right? That we're called to build our lives to be the place that God inhabits. God made His home with us in taking on our humanity and coming to live with us in the Incarnation. We're called to allow Christ to inhabit us, to reside with us, to build our lives as a place where God can live with us. Our lives are supposed to be the place where humanity and divinity connect. That's true in an incredibly unique uh, place with Jesus himself, who is the perfect bridge. He's the perfect encapsulation of what it means for humanity and divinity to come together. But our lives in Christ are supposed to reflect the same thing, that our spiritual houses, our spiritual temples, our spiritual churches, ourselves, are the place where humanity and divinity are meant to unite. They're meant to collide. It's the place where God chooses to dwell within us and within our lives, offering sacrifice. The second reading emphasizes that we are all by our baptism called to be priests, to unite our sacrifices, to offer our lives as a sacrifice, as a living sacrifice of our mind, our bodies, and our hearts to be the place where God dwells in the power of the Spirit. And our gospel, of course, uses the image of the heavenly house. The heavenly house. The heavenly mansion that we have a room reserved for us in. And this passage should be familiar, I think, to a lot of you, as it's probably the most popular passage picked uh, at funeral masses. It's probably the most common passage prayed as someone is sick or approaching death. Uh, this past week, I had uh, the opportunity, strange, it was sort of a strange opportunity, but to, through FaceTime, uh, to pray with someone as they were dying. And because of certain restrictions in the hospital, we have limited access, and so I wasn't allowed in, but I could, uh, the nurses were gracious enough to, to hold the iPad by the dying patient. As I, of course, couldn't do the anointing of the sick, but I could pray the prayers of commendation for the dying and I, of course, started with this passage from John's Gospel. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house, there are many, many rooms, many dwelling places. Would I have told you that if I wasn't going to come back and prepare a place for you? But I have prepared a place for you. I've reserved a room for you. Of course, many of you know that I grew up with my parents in the hotel business. And so I always see this passage through the lens of hotel reservations. That God has called in already. God has called in a reservation for each of our rooms in the heavenly house. 
And that room is going to be fitted for us. God will never be outdone in generosity. And I hope there are joining rooms with the people that I love. But God has reserved a room for us in the heavenly house. But that's, it's not just about getting there, right? We're called to live this life in the house, the spiritual house, ourselves, our minds, bodies, and hearts, to, to make God reside here, to make this a fitting inhabitance and residence for the grace and the spirit of God, to build our lives into spiritual houses so that we make ourselves fit to dwell in a room in the heavenly mansion, in the heavenly house. So as we desire to come back to buildings like this spiritual house, we can never forget that this building only exists, this spiritual house and temple only exists to make us spiritual houses. That this brick and mortar is only meant to inspire and to help us grow into a life of faith built on the foundation and the cornerstone of Jesus to turn our lives into spiritual temples, to spiritual houses offering up our lives in service of the Lord. And so as we come back here, maybe in a few, just a few weeks, we have to remember that God gives us everything we need, even without this place, in order to build our lives uh, into a spiritual house, making ourselves fit for the house and the room that he's reserved for us in the heavenly kingdom. Jesus says in our gospel today, as at the Last Supper, in which the disciples are trying to figure out how are they going to live without Jesus' presence as he's revealed to them that he's about to depart and he's giving a long speech to them and they're worried about the uncertainties and the fears after he departs. What, what, what is their life going to look like? And so he tells them and he tells us as we face the same fears and uncertainties. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. Do not be distressed or fearful because God continues to pour out his grace to help us to become spiritual houses, spiritual temples, so that we one day might inhabit our house in the heavenly kingdom. Because we all know, we've all been taught by the great wizard of Oz that there's no place like home.